and we're on. Hello, boys. Hello. How are you doing today? Doing all right. Good. How has your week been so far? Yeah, it's it's been an interesting week. Oh, yeah? Why is that? Yeah. It's just been really interesting. Oh, Every okay. week is interesting. I see. Yeah. I you you got to keep that motivation going, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All right. So you guys watched the second, the, the five, episode five and six of Loki. Yeah. That's what we were going to talk about. Well, okay. What did you think about it? I thought it was great. Why? I, because it opens up the MCU completely. So you can go in so many directions. One, I want X Men to come in. Yeah, I know. I I was thinking that too. With the and and I think this was the first time they spoke about the multiverse. Like yeah. they, they 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 actually have no. Yeah, well, they taught what time travel and stuff in Infinity War, right? Yeah. But this is the first time they actually mentioned the multiverse, um, and and the fact that these that they exist, and also like. I thought Loki was dead after Infinity War. Like I don't I, like, and it also opens. I would not be surprised if many years from now, not anytime soon, but in a future Avengers, uh, because we, we're not going to have another Avengers movie for a while, no. right? Um, but in a future Avengers movie, I would not be surprised if they brought Tony Stark back from another multiverse for like maybe not the whole movie. Yeah, but just a cameo appearance. You I can bring them that. all back at this yeah, rate. Loki, yeah. Loki, and Gamora. If you remember Gamora, mm. right? Yeah. Both, she, she's actually existing in in the regular world as yeah. as herself. So yeah. and and she's five years younger. She's from a different time though. Like she. She's from oh, the she's past. from the past. She's from yeah, the past. Yeah. So it's not even a. Is that a multiverse? I don't know. No, that's just time. That's just thing. time travel. So that's yeah. not. It's not different. Yeah, multiverses. But um, I did think. But then, why do you need multiverse for X Men? Well, you need it because they have to explain where the X-Men were when Thanos was oh. around, right? If he, now that that's been solved, they can just be like, oh, they're, they were just in a different multiverse. So you think, though, that all, because there are so many mutants, you think that all mutants are just going to appear out of, I thought that like. Yeah, I don't know how they I don't do know it. how they would do that, but. Speaking of powers, you brought up an interesting question yesterday. If uh, oh, yes. if if, if uh, and, and I want you guys to answer these independently. If you had the power of mind reading, if you had the choice of having the power of mind reading or not having the power of mind reading, in absolute terms, would you accept that or not? I know my answer, but I, I'll let you guys. I've go answered first. already, so Navet knows my answer. So again, okay, but I, if, I, yeah, I don't. I'm curious to oh. know for the people. <laughs> no, I just didn't want to. I just didn't want to bias your answer. Okay, right? I can go first. You want me to go yeah, first? Yeah, that's what. Uh, I would choose no. Why? Uh, so actually, hold on. I have. I have to cl- clarify. Um, so it's something that I can just switch on and off. So if I want to read your mind right now, that, I can. That was the first question we asked. Yeah. We yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. You can yeah, switch you it can. on and off. Okay, so it's not like I, I'm just reading everybody's minds all the time. Yeah. Um, okay, um, that's good to know. But I, I still wouldn't, because I feel like. Like that's an invasion of privacy, and and you know, okay, why why would I want to read your mind? Because one, there's something I want to ask you that I I don't feel comfortable to ask you, right? Or two, I've spoken to you about something and you've told me something, but then I, I have some hesitation and I want to know what what are you really thinking? Mm. Even in 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 all of those situations, though, I feel as though. Oh, and also, do other people know I can read minds? Or oh, I'm no. the only one that knows? If you want to reveal you. it, you can reveal yeah, it. Oh, I just feel like, I feel like that would give me an advantage over people that 
I wouldn't want and that I would become reliant on as well mm. over time mm. if I'm always able to do this. And I think it would cause an unhealthy, um, I would think it would cause me to have unhealthy relationships with my friends and family that I, I just wouldn't like because it's always one of those things where, okay, even if I'm just, I'm, I, 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 I really don't know and I kind of want to know um, mm. and then I'll start, I'll do it and then, hey, what if I find out okay, you actually didn't tell me the truth. And then I'll be like, okay, now I know what you're thinking in your head, but you told me something else. And then if I don't want you to know, I can read minds. It, it causes all kinds of these internal conflicts that I just wouldn't want to deal with. Mm. And I also don't know what would be the ultimate maximum benefit for me to have this power. What, like what, what, play poker and like make a lot of money. Oh, I wasn't thinking about that. Or, you know, business deals. But then that goes towards your very noble... <laughs> Having an unfair advantage. <laughs> but you know what? That's, I was thinking... That's a good answer, though. Because th these things... I'm, I'm sure something like that will ruin relationships. Yes. And sure. I think that it would impact... And I think that it would also cause temptation in me. Right? Yeah. To... Yeah. to and I wouldn't... I don't think that that kind of temptation is good for my own... Or even dependence. Like yes. you said, right? Like yeah. you start getting dependent on it. And I mean, it's not yeah, that's bad, a very good point. but it's, it's going to, you're going to rely more and more on it for sure. Yeah. And then I take it to just go play poker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would be great too. But then again, make a lot of money. So you've got no moral qualms about this. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, I well, mean, I did, I do, but I think I can suppress those moral qualms. <laughs> right, right. Okay. What was, what was your answer though? My answer was that I would take it and turn it off, but I don't, but I know that I won't be able to at every, any given moment. Wait, so you, you take it, turn it off. And then when would you turn it on? When I play poker. Oh, you're saying you would use it only in... Only in, to make money. To make money. Yeah. Now, you, but wouldn't you... Okay. So and then it, I would use it more and more eventually. And then I would just have it on all the time. <laughs> but okay, let's talk about the poker thing. Okay. Um, you, in that situation, the playing ground is not even for you. Like, so, so when you go to play poker with other people, you're all competing against each other. And it's a game of skill. There's a little luck in there. You know, there's multiple skills you need to, to be strong at poker, right? Um, and everybody will have different strengths. But in you having this ability to read people's minds, you can you pretty much know what every cards everybody has, and you can use that against them, right? But and you have a significant unfair advantage, clearly, right? Mm -hmm. It wouldn't even be a it wouldn't even be difficult for you to win. In any situation, it won't be difficult for you to win because you can literally know what people's cards are. So number one, yes, you'd win tons of money. That's not, that's not in debate, right? But number one, wouldn't you feel as though that takes away some of the enjoyment of the pure game itself, the pure gambling itself from you? And number two... Um, I, don't, you, I don't like poker. Okay, but 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 I like money. Yeah, I actually or, hate poker. But but I'm it's saying because I can't read minds. That's why I hate it. But I'm saying, <laughs> okay, any, okay, what what is some what is a, a competitive thing you enjoy? Like sports? Do you like playing yeah. certain sports? What yeah. sport do you like to play? Soccer. Okay, let's take soccer. Right. Yeah. Part of this part of the thrill in playing soccer is knowing that you are more skilled than the other player, right? And you can dig them out, and you know can score all these goals, um, and and you're just the better player than them. Okay. Right? Especially when he's in the kids' league. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, so then what I'm saying is, if you did that... Except for that and Ryan you, kid. <laughs> 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 if you did that, but instead of playing against 
you know, people your age and at your same skill level, you went and went played it against kindergarten. That's what I do all the time. But it wouldn't. I it just feel like wicked. over time, it would not be fun <laughs> no. for you. At some point in time, like yeah, then I wouldn't the, do it. You know what's not fun? Losing, losing money. That's not too. fun. And losing money <laughs> is even worse. Uh, yes, but uh, okay. I, th- I think Navet brought up a good point yesterday about uh, advantage. Yeah, because I think we did, we talked about it having an unfair advantage. Yeah. And then what was your point? Um, uh, my point was that uh, very educated people in the psychological sciences <laughs> uh, acquire advantages, yes. right? And, the, yeah. and then, so I'll, I'll give you an example. I once um, dated a fine young lady who was also a psychologist. And, and blind? Why was she with you? No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she was also blind. <laughs> I've got a face for podcasts. <laughs> so um, uh, on the second date, and I, I really wasn't into it. And, uh, but you know, you kind of sometimes you, you see the other person's kind of excited. So you're like, all right, uh, I'll come out. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so, you know, she came by my hood. She's like, yeah, I'm in your hood. W- went out to meet her. And then as soon as I get there, she's like, you don't want to be here. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, she's like, she's like, she's like, she's like, I could tell by your body language that you're very unmotivated. <laughs> I was like, this is hell. You know what I mean? This is an unfair advantage. (laughs) You know what I mean? And just in terms of, um, I guess, the opportunities you have in life, plus some of the genetic potential that you have, plus education, which would come under opportunities, upbringing, unfair advantages exist all the time. So for me, I have absolutely no qualms in having an on-off switch for mind reading. Because I'm going to do what I want to do with it. I've got no moral qualms either. Yes, but hold on. I want to clarify something that you said. Mm. 100% unfair advantages exist in life, right? But if you say there's a spectrum and you can either end up on one or 10. And 10 is the most advantageous situation to be in. And one is the worst possible situation to be in, right? And I'm defining that spectrum as wide as the spectrum will go when you compare one human to another, Mm. right? And that's just a spectrum that exists naturally, right? And then when you say, oh, now it's not a 1 to 10 for me. Now it's a 1 to 30. And, but I'm the only one that can land in the 10 to 30 spectrum. That's a significant unfair advantage. Yeah, but okay. I, I mean, I don't, I don't agree with unfair advantage because I don't believe there's fairness. Okay, in the first yeah, sorry, place, maybe. Right? Yeah, yeah, oh, I, I like mean, this point. So the, like it's on a, a one, 1 to 10 spectrum... If you're six foot eight, LeBron James, mm-hmm. and Naved or me are playing basketball against him, <laughs> and we can and we can read minds. Let's just throw in we can read minds here too. Yeah, like um, he would still beat you. He would, he, he would not just beat us. Uh, like he'd destroy us. Yeah, and and we would be reading the minds of every woman watching the game. Thinking, how did these two losers and incels and genetically inferior people, both potentially and actually, end up in the same court with this... With this greatness. With this greatness. So, 30 is him. You know, with with mind reading, maybe we get to six. (laughs) but, But if he plays poker, you know, if he plays poker against us, he might still beat us, but I don't know. Yeah. But we'll have the advantage at that point. But... Because fairness is, doesn't exist. He, he, if it was fair, he wouldn't be this much better than us. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, yeah, fairness then is a concept that we invent to make ourselves right? feel better. It doesn't actually exist. But I think, okay, uh, agreed. Great point. But what I was saying is what exists 
in our what is the spectrum that exists in our natural human state so what mm. i'm saying is what is the maximum that any human being can potentially hit right Mm-hmm. And and so you know who's the greatest basketball player ever in the existence of time? I mean, it's all you know. All right. LeBron James is always in that top mm. three, you know, category, right? Um, and and that is the maximum potential any human being can possibly be, let's say, right? Okay. So he that represents the highest end of that spectrum. That represents that number ten on my scale, right? Right. And 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 again, I'm talking about what is naturally possible. given our genetic composition and what humans yeah, are capable that's, of yeah that's also constantly changing so yeah. so the rich will always have an advantage on what is maximum possible even genetically mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they're going to have better access to healthcare mm-hmm. they're going to they're going to grow up in homes that are uh wealthier mm-hmm. um they'll probably get access to more nutritious foods more education more healthcare yeah um Yeah, that, that uh, alone. I, I agree with all of that. More opportunities in general. And then going in the future with genetic uh, or genomics mm-hmm. and other advanced technologies like Neuralink and stuff coming out. I mean, the rich are going to have that uh, that advantage, not even gen- not even natural genetically. They're going to have an unnatural genetic advantage. They'll have dibs initially on at least. They'll have dibs on the on the technology yeah. right away. So I have I, no qualms about taking any advantage that i could get in my state <laughs> but you are now you are talking about a future state that we're not in, existing in yet so oh, it's I very ta- close I, and maybe okay, okay, i am talking yeah. about in the present right now yeah. and what my point is whatever that ranges right yeah. 10 being the ma- the best of the best the what the most wealthiest people in the world can afford what the most gifted genetic you know specimen of human beings is that is the topmost and then you know there is a there is a cap to that it's not infinite it is not infinite right now that that disparity may i mean that gap may not be a 1 to 10 range maybe it's a 1 to 100 range right okay. with the one being the the poorest most destitute person in this world right and 100 being you know the person that has the most access to the most resources right what i am saying though is that the ability to read minds takes you so much beyond that scale that that takes you so much beyond <laughs> what is capable of anybody else right now what do you think about steroids steroid use then you know i know <laughs> i know that's a great that's a great uh point uh, uh i don't have thoughts on it i mean i know I mean, it I th- exists I, th- i think i think we can all agree that it should be illegal if you're competing against people that aren't on steroids right because you're that's not fine. it's not the same it's not it's not yeah. a level playing yeah. field yeah. if yes. you're trying to compete okay sure Agreed. yeah but naturally they didn't like if we're talking about naturally you know human beings aren't designed to recover in three hours mm-hmm. and start working out again right mm-hmm. yeah like mm-hmm. if you don't take any steroids you probably you won't be able to do that mm-hmm. so that that's an advantage as well if you're taking steroids you are yes. going beyond that scale again at that point Yeah. Uh, compared to any other human being that doesn't have steroids let's say now when you have that you do have certain disadvantages meaning I, I, i was i was talking to a man who i i'm pretty sure reduced steroids in his life mm. um you know uh, just this past week and he was talking about how you know yes when you're on a steroid cycle and you're building muscle and like you said you're recovering very quickly you know things are great but you have to cycle off at some time And when you cycle off, you feel the worst that you can possibly feel. Oh. No motivation, just completely, you know, drained, 
zero libido, which is surprising because your testosterone levels, right? But now what's happening in this case actually is that your yeah, body is not naturally producing yeah. the testosterone anymore. Yeah. So when you cycle off, even though you retain the muscle and everything, your body itself is not producing testosterone, which is huge when it comes to human motivation. Um, so that would be an example of a uh, concurrent disadvantage that comes with an advantage. So you do end up paying for it. Um, right. And the advantage is short term. Like, Actually, you could maintain your muscle mass that you gain from steroids for a long time. Like, but you can maintain the muscle mass without the steroids? You can, yes. People who, who cycle off steroids um, after they've done a few cycles, they, they, they still retain their muscle mass. They may not have the same definition, but they've got their mass. And Unless, they can always well, go your, back your to muscles are not, yeah, because it's, the steroid is a hormone. A muscle is a physical muscle. Yes. However, to maintain that muscle, to maintain that muscle size, that, des- that density, you got to work out at the same rate. You got to do the same things that right, you were but doing they can when always you weren't go on the steroids. On yeah, too. and you'll you'll still be ahead of when you weren't on steroids. So yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not saying so, that you're not. So so my uh, so where I was going with this was that with the mind reading reading capability, you know, you have the the option to turn it on and off. But when you do turn it off and you think you're getting an advantage, you may come across some information that may make you not feel so good. Right. You may, you will be tempted to use it in situations where, you know, you initially didn't think like Unser brought up a good point where he said, I don't think I'd be able to turn it off. Mm -hmm. Right. So, uh, so I think that there are concurrent disadvantages to it. I don't think that it's a pure advantage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that the mental health could seriously suffer. Yeah, and Which your relationships, said, your yeah. friendships, everything yeah. else, everything else could suffer too. Which is what you were bringing up initially too. And 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 it, it, it's the dependency on this thing that I that I have. Con- anytime you're dependent, whether it's on a drug, whether it's on another human being that you're romantically involved with, whenever there is this this dependency, um, I think that that puts you in a very vulnerable and. Um, dangerous situation sometimes because when that is removed from you different people react to different ways right it could make you very socially awkward too like mm-hmm. say if you lost it and then you don't you don't remember how oh, to yeah. naturally you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Pick up on people's cues and stuff like yeah. that. Because we pick up on body language subconsciously. Yeah. We already have a certain Wait, listen, ability. Your date, your date oh, picked it up. Oh my God, she picked it up right away. She looked at my face. She's like, yeah, yeah. But but you are also very easy to read. Like when you're, yeah. when, anyways. But, diff- but yeah. uh, going back to that. Yeah, sure. So you will, let's say if there was a time limit on it for like a, a year. Yeah. Yeah, so after so you'd that only year, have it for a year, and then you'd it's only gone have forever? that for a year, and then it's gone forever. So, um, yeah, then you'd be like, you'd kind of probably become socially awkward after that, but yeah. you have like fifty million dollars in the bank, so yeah, it's fine. Yeah, you, when you, you, you ask can the be socially question, awkward, yeah. fifty mil. When yeah, you, so so what I would do is like you would play poker. Yeah, I would go. I, I would start living in Silicon Valley. Yeah, I would and I would go. Market. I would just go, and you know, for companies I'm interested in, I would just creepily yeah. follow around the CFOs or the CEOs and figure out what's what the risks are with the company, whether it's for real. So it's literally uh, insider training. Yeah, I would do insider would, training. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I would but what I would do is because I am a man of the people. I would start my own Wall Street bets, which is going to be called Wall Street Gambles. Mm-hmm. And I would post online for everybody. Yo, this is legit. Everybody pump this shit. You know what I mean? Hold the line. <laughs> 
I see. Yep. So I would share that information. So but not just... because it's a moral obligation, because I want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you would just say no to it completely, yeah? Uh, yes, I would say no to it completely. I didn't think probably was, the smartest answer, really. When you when you some first, holier than thou shit. No, you when you first me. asked the question, I wasn't at all thinking how could I use this to benefit from it from a monetary standpoint. I thought you asked it because of how it would impact my relationships with the people in my life. I wasn't actually right. thinking how would I use this to, um, and maybe I should have been thinking that. But but even so, um, I would feel. And I'm not trying to say this to be holier than thou, which is not at all what I am. But I think I would. You can virtue signal. I would. I would. Uh, <laughs> I would feel really guilty. Like yeah, like I was doing something wrong by reading these bankers' minds, and then you know. You probably are. It's it. okay though. Yeah, I mean, not you to probably say that are I would not be down wrong. to do know. other ethically wrong things. I, I am down. <laughs> I'm not trying. <laughs> You're to say, a very, very unethical think, human being. Right? We all know. But, but I just feel like in this instance, mind reading is not the power that I would use to to um, like if somebody gave me insider trading information and was like, buy this stock tonight, I would buy the stock. But that's because someone else told me to do it, not because I read somebody's mind. Yeah. Mm, interesting. I, 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 and I, sorry, the reason that I would say no is because I do think it has the potential to damage me in the end in a way that when this power is gone, I may not be able to get back. Yeah, from. yeah, there'll be drawbacks. And, and then I, you'll see Navet rolling up in the Lambo. He took the power. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I used to know that loser. <laughs> She's a one. <laughs> I'm 30. <laughs> <laughs> it's called information asymmetry loser <laughs> he has a German accent <laughs> hey when you get money you gotta change your accent either you go full out rakish Brit or yeah. you go German I don't know why you go I German I like the Brit go the, go the Brit it's hard for me to just switch you know what I mean the Germans it's, are from the Simpsons right They're yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it yeah. just doesn't sound as tough the German? No, no, the the English. The English kind of sounds more cowardly and more more class. No, you need, but there there are so many different kinds of English. Accents. No, no, no. I'm not talking about Scottish or Irish. I'm talking about pure. Nobody English. was saying Scottish Irish. I was saying English. The, right. within, within England, there are so many different. Yeah, accents, yeah. They, they, so they, many different accents. That Cockney one. That, that Cockney sounds, accent. Oh, yeah. you really can, sounds, but that's rugged. But there's nothing rich about that. No. But the, but the no. accent that Venom has. The accent that what's his name Eddie Eddie Brock Eddie Brock doesn't he is he he, he has a British accent doesn't he? Uh, not well, I just saw an accent. Oh, she's talking the about the actor. Movie? No, she's no, talking I'm talking about, about in oh, but in the show he's American. Yeah, uh, but but Tom Hardy. Yeah. Anyways, they have that tough. You, uh, my oh, point you're talking is, about Tom Hardy himself. Yeah, okay, yeah. I, 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 no, no. I was thinking that Venom had an English accent, but he's an American character, so I yeah. don't know why. That was a mistake on my end. But Tom Hardy. The accent that I was thinking Venom has is Tom Hardy's natural accent, which, anyways, my point is there are some there are English accents that can sound very, um, you know, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Tough. Yes, tough, hundred percent. But anyways, you can stick to German. Okay. You can de- definitely stick to German. Just do German. Yes, I will. <laughs> is that your German accent? It's awful. No, that was my English accent. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know where you are? <laughs> oh, God, that's, so bad. that's that's like the Cockney accent. I don't, accent yeah. I don't even know else. what you were trying to do. I don't do. know where. I, I actually don't know. The, there's so many different kinds of accents in England. Yeah. yeah, that was one of them. 
That was one of them. No. Okay, so let's 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 look at this from an information perspective, right? Mm-hmm. So we're we're talking about mind reading here. And if you think about the way we organize information in general, right? Uh, sorry, you want to say something? No, I'm saying if you wanted to, because you're going holier than thou type. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You're, you're what definitely. you can do is actually use it for good. So what you would do is talk to people that are depressed or suicidal that are saying, no, I'm not suicidal. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can become a great psychiatrist or psychologist. My, my, I think that that, that is, is very true. For me, there's a lot of risk to have this power. And don't forget what you were going to say, because I know you were going in a yeah, particular sorry. direction. Um, but I think that there's a lot of risk in having this. So even if I were to do that, and even if I were to try to use it to help people in a good way, and I could help people, I also know that I would be tempted to use it in situations where I don't need to use it. But I feel like since I have it, I can. And oh, why don't I just see what they're really thinking? And that would open up this door. And that'll definitely that would, happen. Yeah, yeah, and I think for me... I would go down this path that it would ha- be hard for me to get off of. And so I'd yeah. rather just not have it and take that risk. That's true. That's what, that's and why. And then you, you have the Twitter effect too, right? Like, you know how. The dopamine hit. The dopamine hit and the people who go nuts when they read bad comments left on their social but media. But where would you be getting the dopamine hit from? Wouldn't you just feel like say, guilty? No, I mean, like, say if, say if, um, uh, say if a, a very handsome man is walking by and you read his mind and he's and you hear in his head saying she's hot yeah but what if you hear the opposite like oh so my that's gosh. that's where i was going oh so it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna actually have it's gonna have the opposite of like in order for you to wield this power you already have to be very powerful mm. you have to be like ironclad inside like mentally yeah. yeah and some of the most pe- famous people out there who've been in the public spotlight for the longest time people like joe rogan people mm. like you know lex friedman stuff like that they they openly talk about how how hurtful it is to read these comments that they don't even read them mm. and mm-hmm. i mean you've been in the game so long i mean joe rogan started podcasts mm. yeah but i think that regardless of how long you've been in the game regardless of what your self-confidence is i think that at reading and people can be so hateful i i cannot imagine how People have the ability to write these comments to, um, uh, you know, other people. I mean, and a lot of it is keyboard warriors, right? Because mm. you you can't see them face to face. But the, the I think no matter how strong your uh, sense of self is, reading these comments can be hurtful to anybody. And and it's not even like some of these comments are awful. People do like death threats. People people just say the worst possible things. Like, did you hear about what happened at the Euro Cup with the the, the British soccer team? They, no. It was England, England versus Italy in the finals, right? Are you? I, I need to pull you out of the rock that you're living. Yeah, no, okay. Uh, it was England versus Italy in the finals. England, it, it went to penalty shootouts, right? And England lost. Um, and the players that happened to the players that happened to miss the penalty shots on the British team were these young black players, great, fantastic players, right? Mm. And when I was watching it, I was like, oh man, this is so sad. And England has this history. Um, th- there's a lot of history there. They're like the Leafs where, you know, they're, they struggle so hard to get to these finals. And it was such, and it was in England. The, that final match was in England. And, you know, it was a very sad loss for them. And uh, people immediately started uh, accusing these young black soccer players 
you know, they, they were throwing like racial slurs into it. When I was watching, I wasn't even thinking that. I was so yeah, shocked. Yeah, that's funny because you know what? When I was watching, I did I hadn't even paid attention that there were me neither. The, the three guys that missed were black, but it was only after the whole Twitter thing that I realized, oh yeah, so they were all like some people watch it and they look at these things and yeah. it's in their head for some reason. You know what I was thinking when I watched? They're young, they're young boys, right? And I was like, you know how sad. It, it, I feel I felt sad for them because you have the pressure of your entire team and this nation, and it's they're stressful. Like penalty yeah. shootouts are like I think the the way that you shouldn't be winning any of these matches, right? Anyways, that's a different topic, but that's what I was thinking of of yeah. how and you could see how devastated they were, and I was mm. like, you know, but they're still young. It's They'll gonna haunt fine. them for the rest of their lives. They're you young, know? so that's a long life. <laughs> but they can come back Jeez. from it. You know what? And that's what I was thinking. And then the next day I was reading this and, and, and people went nuts. People were, were like, and even the fans were behaving awfully. Right? It is the fans normally with England. The yeah. English fans are they're, they're, really bad. They're, yeah. What are they called again? Hooligans? The hooligans? Soccer hooligans? Yeah. No, but I mean, that's all across Europe. Soccer is a big thing. Yeah, yeah thing. but England's notorious for that. Oh. The most yeah. notorious for that. Oh man, I remember this one year. Man, this is when probably like 20 years ago or something. They started... Um, uh, the Turkey was playing uh, England in soccer, and the the chant in the crowd was, "I'd rather be a Paki than a Turk." Oh. What? No like, way! Yes, yes. No this was real. way! I saw it on television. Wow. I mean, this may have, yeah, like I, mean, I said, like twenty see, years ago. It, but I think I think a lot of the crowd is like uneducated yeah. people that just that their life is. Just, football or soccer but england is like canada in terms of diversity yeah 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 but that that's not a lot of the crowd that shows up to these games is, is not the oh. right crowd i mean it's a it's a massive country right it's like what 60 mil population yeah yeah so. it's around 60 mil so it's like it's I think in it's a small area 60 too. or 160 something like that uh no no 60 mil is their population mm. and that's i think that's the second largest in europe Largest wow. in Germany. It's very dense. It's very yeah, dense. exactly. It's yeah, really small, small right? but dense. Yeah. So I do think you would already have to have a superpower in order to wield the superpower. I don't think the a average person, superpower. yeah, you can, have to can be, wield this power without significant you, you, you psychological have to be damage. Xavier, basically, and even he's always like, ah, yeah, you exactly, know what I mean. Yeah. Like, he but he's like, always trying to do the right thing. Like, he has a very strong. Yeah, moral he's compass. mentally strong. Yeah. Yeah, and he is actually. He yeah. has the yeah. power of the mind, but he's, which, which, and I don't think Jean, Jean Grey was mentally strong. Like that was one of, yeah. yeah, right? Like she, she struggled with that. Yeah. You know? Um, and, and actually even in his situation, right? He could, he can literally read anybody's mind in the whole world, wherever he is. Um, and even that, I don't think was an easy thing for him to control. I think that that was a, it was, yeah. I don't think he just did it in his sleep and was, was good at it right away. Right. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's a lot of responsibility. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. But he did it, so can you. I, I think Professor X is meant much more mentally uh, strong than I am. Yeah. Yeah, he, we agree. <laughs> Maybe if I shave my head. <laughs> what were you gonna say with the? Oh no! So uh, I was talking. Yes. Uh, I was talking about information in general, right? <clears throat> now there are many reasons to hide information, but and there's both good. And bad to hiding yes. information. So let's talk yes. about let's talk about uh, on a on a, a corporate level, right? You want to hide certain information so that your competition does not copy your product, your processes, uh, your business model, mm -hmm. because those are the things that make you successful. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you don't want 
you want enough in as an investor and as a regulatory body you want in as much information as you can get on these companies to make informed decisions mm-hmm. or to figure out for regulator regulatory authorities whether what they're doing is actually legal mm-hmm. so there's always this trade off now you know on a personal level it's you know i guess the reason why people don't well why do you think that information shouldn't be exchanged more freely so why shouldn't people just say what they're thinking like do you think that that would result in a better world or a worse world like if we were less inhibited and we just instead of hiding information on a personal level not on a corporate level just kind of shared it so i think the corporate level the example that you gave on the corporate level is very different from a personal yes. level so let's separate the two they're right? they're separate because on a, also on a corporate level external investors are thinking do i want to invest my money in this company yes and you know if yes why what is the viability of this company what is the potential for growth all of the things that you probably think and the right? risks cuz whenever yeah. these companies come out with reports or or papers or whatever it's always the the brightest mm-hmm. the projections are always the most aggressive mm-hmm. they're never going to talk about the or they will they will touch on some risks but the real real risks the ones that are keeping the ceo up at night those are the ones that you want to know yeah mm-hmm. but then at, at the same time um sometimes those risks aren't yet real risks those risks are potential risks no no but what what, right? what we're talking but, about is we we all want to be at the same level of information so whether they're real or potential you still want to know as an investor well hold on though but um i i think that it depends on it you know different investors will view it differently so let's say there's a risk a really bad risk a catastrophic risk that will bring down this entire company mm. and the chances of that happening is 1% less than let's say 0.5% okay right but if that realizes the company is going to tank okay yeah and it's a 0.5% chance now if you release that to the public right oh, it's definitely tanking Yeah yeah that too and the why because different members of the public are going to react differently the public their knowledge their risk tolerance all of those things are not at the same level so re- in reality a 0.5% chance is very i think is minimal i think most people would say that 0.5 right. out of 100 is minimal almost yeah, non-existent yeah but if you put it on the front page of the newspaper the next yes. day and it, it, yeah. that's and that's what i'm yeah. going to say so i think it's minimal But right. someone else could be like for me 0% risk is what I want. So 0.5 is 0.5 too high, right. right? And so then at the same time me and this person are not looking at it the same. I'm like this is not a real risk. It'll never happen. I don't think there's anything to worry about here at all. That other person could be nope. Um risks exist. So th- this is a horrible decision. So from the point of the CEO, you you know those are the, then you got to weigh out Okay, how okay, number one, what what are the chances of this actually happening? How high what is the percentage of this risk becoming reality, right? Um and and what dependent on that percentage, you're going to release that because not because you don't want the public to know, but because of the fact that the public is not going to react in the same way and process that information in in a, a necessarily accurate way. because of the di- varying views that people have because of the varying knowledge that people have and then you don't want it to snowball if 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 95% of the public views it like that other person that I'm saying is that you know oh 0.5% of a risk is way too high and that's actually not the right you know correct way to necessarily be looking at this 
then things can spew out of control. So I think that that's part of the reason why, you know, yeah, someone may not want to disclose that. And so what do you think about, uh, let's start with the corporate level. What do you think of the corporate level? It's fine, but uh, there's risk with the competitors. That's the one that I would think of. Mm. You know, this inf- there's information that you don't want competitors to know for, yeah. for good reason. So that's, th- that's the drawback with it. And then wait, well, um, can you expand on that in the sense of like you might be working on a new project that you don't want the competitor to know mm-hmm. so that they don't get into it before you do okay. whatever the reason is, or right? your internal processes that yeah. uh, that give you the competitive advantage. Mm-hmm. In okay. the exactly. Yeah. I mean, but it's, it's interesting. That, that's what, actually what I was thinking about. It's interesting because is it you were asking, is it a net benefit to society? Yeah. So now if they do give up, if everyone does know what makes this company better, then everyone will do that same thing. Then someone else will have to do something better in order to gain an advantage. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's actually you know, it, I mean, I don't know. It might even be better. Who knows? It's it's a tough one, right? Because you want to reward novel yes. discovery, because that is also what's driving economic engine, right? If I yeah. have a patent for twenty years on this, that a competitor cannot copy this globally right? Mm -hmm. Then I'm going to rake in the revenues for my novel idea for the hard work that I put into it, which is going to spur me to be more innovative and to find ideas because I know the reward at the end of the tunnel. But if I come up with this excellent idea and it just gets jacked right away, say if if a company is good at product development, but not good at the commercialization piece. But so they develop this product and then the information in the product is, is public then what's going to happen is that as soon as that information is released to the public, the commercialization will, uh, the company that's good at commercializing is going to be much more successful because commercialization is uh, a very high percentage uh, in relation to the success of a product in the market. So your advantage gets taken away, then maybe the people that are really good at discovery and not as good at commercialization, yeah. lose out. And right? they're not motivated to do it again. And they're not motivated to do it. So you have to really look at what's driving the economic engine. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think people will still want to discover things. But mm. yeah, that does take away the reward factor of it. Or it could yeah. take it away. Yeah. What about on a personal level? Like well, ev- everybody's thoughts are, you know, yeah. accessible and can be exchanged at any time. Where, where does, if well, we were to like remove that, all privacy. The truth. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is a, I mean, it could, it could be pr- on a personal level, it could be very dangerous mm. because let's say your wife cooks food and it's terrible. <laughs> and this is the first time she cooked. Yeah. So you want to motivate her or you cook food and your wife wants to motivate you to do it but she thinks it's terrible yeah now if she says this is disgusting (laughs) you're never gonna want to cook again yeah or if you find out that she thinks that but if she says hey it's great you know good job (laughs) do it better next time or whatever it is right i mean you know maybe you don't want to know that part Mm. i i and i was thinking the same thing because sometimes the truth hurts right yeah and sometimes um the truth doesn't do any just because it's the truth doesn't mean it's doing any good. And mm, Unser's example, example was a great one, right? Somebody cooks you this meal, they put a ton of effort into it, and it's the worst thing you've ever tasted, 
right? Yeah. Telling them that it's the worst thing you've ever yeah, tasted it, is probably not doing anybody any good. Imagine someone like buys a new car and they're really excited and you're like, this car is shit. If, or you're, you're thinking <laughs> oh, that. We, or, we, we've been through like, those situations <laughs> before, yes. Yeah, or like they bought a new house and like this house is so small. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you don't want to know these things, but these thoughts creep into a lot of people's yes, heads, right? because that's and what then, you truly think. Yeah, but, but you don't want to, you, you just congratulate them and you're happy for them. That's it, right? We had these three friends in high school and two of them got cars. I, this is like when you're like 16, 17, so it's rare to have a car. One of them gets like a, a brand new Honda Prelude, which was this really nice sports car. It was very rare for a 16, 17-year-old to drive. He worked hard for it. He worked real he hard for it. He bought it, not the parents. Yeah, he bought it. He actually worked at Pizza Hut since, early, I don't know, like early teenage like, yeah, years. Yeah, like he was really committed to buying that Man, car. He used to like roller yeah, skate to, five ten kilometers he used to rollerblade every day exactly at 310 and when school would be done he'd rollerblade to what, work 20 minutes one way yeah yo man it was more than 20 minutes man 30 like, minutes it probably. was by woodbine and seven yeah yeah actually yeah no he could have been 40 minutes man yeah so he would go all the way there <clears throat> straight from school work all the way to 11 come back home isn't woodbine and seven near rexdale no no oh, oh, okay. okay okay sorry no. Um, sorry, can I just say one thing when I hear a story like that? Mm. You know what my I think? I'm like, you know what? If he has that much commitment to oh, do this, did, to yeah. get a car, imagine what else he can do. Imagine no, what other great he's, he's things he can do. Things. That done, kind of motivation, yeah, yeah, he's I doing mean, well which now I too. think is a waste on a car that young, but regardless, that made him happy yeah, then. Yeah. My thought is, man, look what look what his drive is and yeah, what he yeah. can achieve. But yeah. so, 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 then, uh, so then we had another friend who got a like 96 Honda Accord that was like four door, you know, family green color. And what he did was he, he souped it up, it up which means it. like, yeah. you know, put a spoiler Modded on it. it, dropped it, put a carbon fiber hood on it. And the one who, the guy who had the prelude did the same thing to the prelude, right? Now- Ruined both the cars. Okay. No, 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 no. The, the prelude, prelude looked really prelude nice. Looked good. <laughs> okay. Like that. You, that's it the was car. On, it was on magazines. It was on. His magazines. car was yeah. on. Yeah, it was on. Wait, magazines. how much money did he save? Like, how can you save that no, no, much this money? No, He didn't do the the modifications overnight. Like, oh, the, he did it over. That years. was over okay, years. Okay, okay, and, okay. and there was significant insurance fraud involved, but we'll uh, we'll avoid that right okay, now. Okay, okay. Um, so there so, was some illegal activity. There was some illegal activity. I mean, if we're involved, obviously there's going to be some illegal activity. Okay, cool. So then, so so then. We have this one f other friend who actually, you know, uh, he's the one who trains me in okay. martial arts, okay. right? Yep. He is very upfront. So yeah. you know how we're talking about information? Yeah. He will never say anything to sugarcoat. To sugarcoat. Like yeah. he's always just honest. And that's, that's when he gives you a compliment, it feels so good. Yes. Because you know that if you look like shit, he's going to be like, oh my God, you look like shit. No filter. Right? No filter. No filter, right? Okay. But the nicest guy in the world, right? Okay. Uh, unless you're fighting him, yeah. but uh, but yeah, so uh, he he he'd he'd seen the the prelude, and then you know one day we're chilling in the garage of the guy who owned the Honda Accord, mm -hmm. 
and <laughs> and and the Honda Accord guy is uh, he's very proud of what he's done. He's also worked very hard. And he's, he's also really him. young too. He's very young. Yeah. He's you know he's accomplished more than we accomplished. Like yes. we didn't do shit at that age, right? We yeah. didn't work. We, we drove didn't, parents' cars. We drove parents' cars, yeah. brother, siblings' cars, whatever we could yeah. find, right? Just just scavenging. In my case, other people drove me. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Allah <laughs> but uh, uh, but yeah. So then uh, he walks into the garage, and we're like, "Yo, yo, yo! Nice car, nice car. This, this, that." And and this this friend of mine, who's very honest, looks at it and goes, "What is this? This isn't like." Like that guy's prelude. Yeah. Like this is just a Honda Accord. <laughs> you just put a bunch of shit on it, right? And we were just like cringing inside. Oh, that was bad. And you could see his. You, you could see his break. His yeah. smile yeah. just dissipated. Oh. We're like, no, no, don't worry about it, man. It's okay. It's okay. Like, no, it's this is a family car. Like, <laughs> why are you doing this? Go, <laughs> like, oh, man. Please just shut up. So, but. Yeah, you don't want that. You, you don't. Yeah. No, no. But do we not want that, or do we want society to become less sensitive? To be like, I, I so if I have that accord, I should know that this is a family <laughs> car. I should not be fooling myself. But I think but, yo, that there's he, a, he's like a seventeen-year-old kid. Come on, right? Like, yeah. And I think that there's a way of how. I think that if somebody cooks, let's go back to the meal example. Yeah. Okay. Somebody cooks you something and it tastes awful. Okay. I don't think you should completely lie and be like, this is the most delicious thing I've ever tasted so that you motivate them. I think you can, I think, I think you can, you can say, um, you can give, you know, constructive advice in a way that isn't hurtful. Right. So in your head, you may be thinking, this is so awful. I'm never eating food from this person again. I don't think that you telling that person is going to do anybody any good. I also don't think you should lie to them and be like, this is delicious. Right, there's, some yeah. ha- there's some happy medium you can be like and be like, you know what? Maybe next time you can use a little salt. You know, that would make it easier. What even- if, okay, so so if it's if it's your significant other, your wife, for example, what if you just say, um, uh, I love you so much, but this is horrible. <laughs> I think, I think, I think, you know, there, there's, oh, there's a little bit the, of a hurt there, yeah. but there's also a little bit of yeah. good there. You but know what, what I mean? What I'm saying is you can still tell the truth, but it's how you deliver that information. Yeah. But I think that if, if we had that free exchange of information, those ideas would flow through too. Like, like this, per, like, I don't really want you to feel bad, but this is, but I don't I think, like this. But listen, okay. But let's put some more context in the situation. Let's say this person had driven two hours to go to a speciality grocery store to buy certain ingredients, came home, spent four hours cooking, right? Mm. Even if you say, I love you, but this is horrible. And even if it is horrible, that's going to have a negative effect on the person receiving the information. So my point is to say, I can like you got to weigh out how you deliver your information. You can still deliver the same message, but how you deliver it matters. And that actually comes back to human communication in general. How I don't I don't feel as though sugarcoating things is the way to is always the best approach. But I think how you say some you can say the same thing two different ways and it will be received in two different ways. And if you want this person to not make terrible food again, there's a way that you can tailor that message that gets it through, that doesn't lie, but that also doesn't hurt them and, and have them feel like I'm never going to cook again. You know what's interesting? And I completely agree with you in our current culture. It's very important. And it's a very important skill to have on, on how to communicate ideas in which you're being critical of something or that you, you have an understanding of that what you say can have a negative emotional impact on other people. How you say it. Yes. Yeah. 
Wait, so your example, yeah, so th that's a good example, but because you, you're able to kind of turn it around in some way. Mm. Let's say there's a guy hitting on a girl mm. and she just finds him ugly, like mm. straight up ugly. So there's literally nothing he can do. Like what's she going to say? Like she can't sugarcoat that. Be like, you know, yeah, you're, you're, you, uh, the way you approached me was fine. But if you just got some plastic surgery, you, can, like, <laughs> no, you, you can't. Right? No, no, no. But that's happened I, I, to me okay, before. Let me, finish, let me finish. Let me finish. Right, right, right. I can I, handle, I can tell you how you would handle that. Okay. But no, anyways. no, that's fine. I'm saying. I'm saying because you're able to communicate it, right? Mm -hmm. So you you'd be you you wouldn't tell him the truth mm -hmm. of what you think really at that point. But I don't think he needs to know the truth. I don't exactly. Think, I don't yeah, think yeah, he yeah. needs to know. That I'm agreeing with I'm, what you're I don't saying. find yeah. you attractive, right? right? How is that going to help the situation? Exactly. Right. So I think you can find other ways to show that you're not interested in them without yeah. being like you. I don't find you attractive. In my in the cooking scenario, right? There's a solution, there's a, there, and, right? and there's something that you can do to make this better next time. Exactly. Whereas in your situation, I don't. That's think That's what that I'm saying. So it, there will be points when there's actually no other way to, you know, mm. um, I guess save the situation if you told them the truth. Yeah, in I any see what way. you're saying. Right. Uh, so exchanging the truth of doesn't ideas help in that. doesn't help in any yeah. way in that. Mm -hmm. At least in this case, you've sugarcoated <clears throat> or not sugarcoated. You've you've communicated in a way that was positive at least or mm -hmm. less hurtful. Yes. Right. I agree with you. So, so I, and, and in, in our current society, in our current culture, I completely agree. But it's interesting that there are human societies and cultures, whether they be, you know, in the uh, pygmy people or we were talking mm -hmm. about the, the Chechens the other day. Very different cultures. You know yeah. what I mean? Where the exchange of information is very different than it is here. But they make it work and they're yeah. not polite and they're not nice, but they're brutally honest a lot of the time, right? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I'm not saying that somebody that grows up here would look at that as an ideal by any means, uh, and I'm not judging the culture either, but it's a much more direct and upfront culture where people speak the truth and where people are very upfront and blunt, but it can still work. I, I think that our society... So what I'm saying is the free exchange of information also depends on the cultural sensitivities yes, and, the, the and, the, and, the, and the cultural sensitivity of the recipient so if you and i i agree with you 100 percent. if you've grown up in a culture where it's normal to the the, the the cultural norms are different and certain things are conveyed in a certain way you're not going to get offended by anything you you know you're not going to get offended by someone calling you ugly if that's the norm that's how people communicate what who is attracted to who um, maybe that so, won't offend so, you. So personally, I favor a society like that. And I favor it because <clears throat> at least you always know the truth. Like, you're not guessing, right, as to what's going on. This is actually something that I found in, in personal relationships that, held a lot, uh, that helped me a lot, too, uh, at a personal level was, you know, I, I, I always wanted to kind of, I was always considering when I was annoyed or offended at somebody to kind of stay quiet you know what I mean? Let it be. It'll pass. You don't want to hurt somebody or offend somebody because this is going to offend them if you say it or whatnot. But one day I just got tired of that and started um, uh, actually, and this is in the context of a romantic relationship, just started saying whatever was on my mind to a large extent. And I found that the other person that was involved in it, when I used to hold back, would get, would get a lot more down and upset. But when I would just kind of just be upfront and blunt, like, yeah, you kind of have your thing right there, but they're actually really cool afterwards. They appreciate the fact that they know where they stand. 
right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that on a personal level, uh, for me, I prefer societies that are much more upfront and open. And I would rather hear that I'm ugly than not know why I'm being rejected by a dime piece. You know but what I mean? th- that's why that's why the onus is on the person communicating the the information to understand your audience. And this happens this I've experienced this at work a lot in terms of managing other people where you may have a style that works for you. You may have a communication style that is natural to you that you works for you and that you prefer to other people to have with you as well. That does not mean that that works for other people. And you, the responsibility is on you to know who you're speaking to and to understand the communication style that best gets through to that person. So if you're talking to someone else who has the same mentality as you of, okay, knowing, like in your romantic relationship example, this person likes you to be upfront. This person um, uh, likes you to be more blunt. Oh, and, and then you can tailor your communication to um, adapt to that person. If you're speaking to somebody else who is more sensitive, who doesn't like you being so blunt, or you can still communicate the same message, you just you know can't be as rude, maybe as you, or rude is maybe a, a subjective word, but you know you can't be as upfront as somebody else. Then you kind of got to adapt your style to better get through your messaging to them. At the end of the day, what is your goal? You're trying to communicate something to somebody else. And you want them to understand why you're communicating what you're communicating. So if your communication style doesn't work with that person, you should probably change it. Otherwise, your message is not going to get through. And then what's the point of delivering it at all? So I think that you may have a style that works for you and you may like you may li- uh, like other people using that style on you. It doesn't necessarily mean that that's the right style oh, to no, use no. with was, everybody in your life. I was just talking about personal preference, that's all. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I do think that in North America... Um, our, our culture and Canada, actually, not even just North America, is very different compared to other parts of the world. Like, like, like if you take uh, um, some of the Eastern European countries, like Germany and Russia, for example, right? Not that I know much about. I'm not trying to say that I know much about the communication styles or much about those cultures, but I do find that um, in North America, um, it's th- there's more people consider sensitivities more than you would in those things. And I have an example of that where um, uh, there was a, there was a back in my audit days, right? We had this one client that was a, that was a German, originally German, right? And so the leadership team um, at this company was also made up of German gentlemen, right? Uh, and um, I was at this meeting with them, with me, myself and the partner and other people from from our firm, and, and them. And I remember thinking, like it, the it, the the way that the meeting was fine, but it was very blunt. It was very to the point. It was very business. They didn't they didn't waste time socializing. They didn't waste time with social niceties of oh how you you know mm-hmm. all of these things. They were to the point. They were efficient. They they discussed business. It was it was great. But it, it was very formal, right? And I, I rem, and I rem, and this was so long ago. But I do remember thinking, I was like, "Wow, um, it was it was just a just a, it, it was a noticeable cultural difference um, that That's that cool. that I remembered with me." Whereas at a lot of my other other meetings, it wasn't it wasn't like there's a lot of schmoozing that happens between the client and uh, you know uh, the, the firm and all of that stuff, and and it really wasn't there. So my point in, in bringing this up is that. 
um, similar to your point uh, earlier, is that it's different uh, globally, right? Of, of what your cultural norms are, and based on your cultural norms, people are going to adapt to that, and and you know have certain discussions in different ways. I think <clears throat> I think Canada is probably what it is because because there's so many different cultures in mm. one spot, so you yeah. kind of have to be sensitive to every culture, right? So you can't just say, like, I know, I know, like, I think fr French people are known to be more direct, for example. Yeah. Right. Mm. Um, yes. And I have coworkers that are French that will say themselves that, yeah, we're just, you, you guys in North America are too soft in terms yeah. of speaking and mm -hmm. stuff, right? You guys don't ask for what you guys want kind of mm -hmm. thing, right? It's just a stereotype, but they say, they, they were saying like, yeah, I'm French, so I, you know, I'm i'm direct i'll tell you if i don't like something you know so it's it's a different different uh way to communicate but i think it's because there's so many cultures in one spot you can't actually you'd rather be safe than offend someone to be honest mm. right at the end i don't know and, and i think and that's a good point where you never want to be in a situation where you are offending someone else and exactly and and uh, again everybody has different thresholds right like uh and and if you want to effectively communicate if you want to have conversations where where they're they're productive conversations you don't want to be unnecessarily offending people when you're and, and then losing the underlying message of what you're trying to deliver i think it comes back to my point about like there's many different ways to say the same thing right yeah. and at the end of the day you want to get across whatever it is that you want to get across so and you can say the same statement two different ways and the recipient will take it two different ways and you and at the end of the day what's your goal your goal is to get through whatever it is that you're trying to get through so if you have to, if you can just if you can adjust your tone or how you ever you deliver something or your body language or whatever it may be you want to effectively communicate whatever your point is and a lot of times your point gets missed because people then react to oh my gosh that was so rude how you said that was so rude but they're actually not even focusing on you may have mm. you may have had a great point your your point may this food really needs less salt. Like there was way too much salt in this food. That's a very valid point. You would want to know that the next time you're cooking, but you don't actually pay attention to the fact that the part where there was too much salt, all you pay attention to is that was horrible, yeah. uh, right? And maybe it was horrible, but you know, you can still get across the message that this wasn't a great meal. Maybe there was too much salt. <clears throat> next time use less salt. And t the other person can take away the fact that, okay, not my greatest meal, I probably need a little less salt next time, but I'm still motivated, like you were saying, to try again mm -hmm. because I don't completely feel like every all of my efforts were yeah useless. You don't feel like shit. Basically. Why yeah. do you guys think? Okay, so human beings, um, obviously, uh, from what we know, have the most complex language structures, uh, the most synapses in their brains. Uh, and are able to communicate ideas the most effectively interspecies. Now, why is it that we are also ultra sensitive to ideas and to what, um, I guess, what other people think of us? What do you think makes us like this? I don't think that we, change is very difficult to deal with, right? I think get uh, when you're used to just doing things a certain way, 
when you're forced to change, especially when the change is not something even you want. When you want the change, maybe difficult, right? So a challenge of thoughts, a challenge of how you do things, is tough sometimes. What do you think? Uh, what do you mean ultra sensitive? Like the, these sensitivities. Like if somebody, for example, says that there's too much salt in this food, for example, mm. or that this wasn't a good food, this isn't good food. Why should that be offensive? Like that's not like in the animal kingdom where you know a lion is fighting for supremacy or a gorilla is beating the shit out of another gorilla or animal yeah. or a rabbit is raping another rabbit. You know what I mean? Like it's if you think about it in in the grand scheme of things, it is so small. Oh yeah, of course. But people will have such a huge emotional reaction to yeah. something that small or any form of but criticism. We have an ego. That's why. Uh, and, I, and what do you what do you think that this ego is predicated? But I, th I think the ego is important too, right? Because it 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 uh, that's how you that's how you advance because you want to, uh, you know, have your name published on a paper. Let's say if that's your goal, um, th this is part of the you know you you want it to be you want yourself to be seen among good men right? yeah. or women whatever it is oh everybody <laughs> wants to be seen amongst good women i'll tell you that right now <laughs> but yeah i mean you, you don't but that's that's the motivation factor you want that part right yeah uh women aren't gonna come to you if uh <laughs> if you're if you're not if you don't have that if you don't have fame fortune or whatever it is yeah right? um and same thing with women i'm sure the same thing works right it, it goes both ways the, the everyone would have that ego helps so now if someone is putting it down i think it's a natural reaction yeah maybe we shouldn't be that sensitive mm. when it's actually not going to affect anything like this food needs less salt like okay and i think it's also based on um i think your mental strength so let's say you've been in instances where all of the five other meals that you made for five other people also were crappy right so now in your own mind you already have this weak you already you already feel weak in your mind That's and true. now That's someone else is coming and saying this is garbage <laughs> so now all of these people you already have a preconceived notion that this is a weakness of yours but you're really trying in this meal and you really want to impress this person and you thought you fixed all of the things that were wrong before and now this person is now coming and saying this is also awful the 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 this is all to do with your mental state and your and your yeah. mental strength so that's right? a very good point there's sorry sorry what were no you? no go ahead no basically yeah it's like uh if your emotional state was just a constant sure that would that would be fine but emotional states change based on you know what you did that day or how your day was like how you, you slept be, how you slept yeah did you have your smoke today mm -hmm. yeah. did you have your nap did today you yeah <laughs> i have nap? a nap today <laughs> yeah right, yeah so you're in a better mood now yeah <laughs> mm -hmm. but yeah i mean i think that that matters or even um who it is that's saying it yeah that makes that's a big, a big point that's too big right point. but then if you if you think about you know the uh, prototypical successful person that we hear about you know whether it's bill gates jeff pesos whoever it is right like they're, they're always they're, they're like these guys have horror stories of how they started off on something like just absolute shit after shit failure constantly yeah. and not getting positive reinforcement but their success they're successful despite that. It's like they have that power. And that's to your point with that mental strength to overcome that 
And I just, I wonder sometimes how that's not more innate to us than sensitivity, because it is more of an indicator of success and to constantly fail and get better. And, but I think, well, self, I think you were alluding to self-confidence, right? No, no, no. I was just talking about, okay. So like in the example of this person making the meal, right? Um, if somebody says, okay, this meal is shit rather than feeling like shit and not necessarily feeling overconfident. Just looking at it analytically, being like, you know what? I really want to be able to prepare this meal really good. I really enjoy when people like my food and enjoy it. I'm just going to find a new recipe. Then they go and they go try it again and then fail again. And then yeah, they but, keep trying. But I think two things uh, factor in there. One, I do think that self-confidence factors in there because you have the confidence that you can do better. That, that And you have the confidence that, okay, this person is saying my food is crap, but that doesn't mean I'll always be crap. Uh, I can I can be better. I can do better. I want to do better. So tell me what I was bad at. I will get better. You know, better at it. As opposed to somebody else who is who feels that that one statement defines who they are. And I don't think that you have that much self confidence in that moment. And I think Ansar's point about who it's coming from. Two different people can tell you the same comment that the food is crap. One will hurt you more than the other because right. maybe one person's opinion matters more to you. Right? If your significant other told you that it may hurt you more than a complete stranger on the street that you have no emotional investment in and whose opinion doesn't matter to you. Right. 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 So I think who it's coming from, mm. from matters in that sense, as, as well as, you know, what your, what your own confidence in yourself is of, okay, yeah, I can be better, but to have the mentality that you can be better and you want to take this advice and I want to make this better a meal and I want this to be good for you. You need to have confidence in yourself that you can, because if you mm. feel that you can't, then you're just going to be downtrodden. And, and uh, yeah. I, I would also question whether it's actually, if, if it is actually a better indicator of success, to be honest. Like, what is a better indicator? trying and not, you know, not caring that you failed so many times, mm. right? Because No, no, you care that you failed. Right, right, right. But, uh, but you're not, trying, right? yeah, you just keep, like, like your, your, uh, your emotional reaction to the way other people react to your failure is probably not, going to affect you but you're still bummed out that hey i wasn't successful yeah right but like the bill gates jeff pesos yeah these these guys are anomalies so mm. there were probably 99 percent of the people that try the of the people that tried this only two of them or one percent of them succeeded in the first place so, so it's an oversimplification to say just because they kept trying yeah they were I, I think there's probably someone that's 90 years old still trying it and <laughs> yeah, yeah, not, yeah, not yeah. working and right? in their situation it's they they had to have a number of things line up for them to get where they are today it's a, it's a combination of yeah. incredible hard work it's a combination of never giving up it's a combination of luck you know sometimes you're in the right place at the right time and someone sees your product and it's like hey that's kind of cool someone gives you a chance like it's a combination of all these factors and all all of that 99% that Anter was saying are still trying till today maybe didn't have those variables work in the same way yeah there's i know that for especially for athletes right where they mm. there's great athletes coming out but you know you at some point actually it's actually recommended in college being like okay listen you're not gonna make it just stop trying now right mm. that happens for 99 percent of them right only one percent actually make it to mm -hmm. let's say nba nfl mm -hmm. or whatever so but there's the success stories the only ones that we'll hear is the guy that's in the nba saying people told me i'd fail yes and i made it right that's not really true like the gsp thing remember yeah so what about him uh what was what was he saying the guys that come to his gym 
Oh, yeah. So GSP, GSP George St. Pierre, right? George Rush St. Pierre. He's a, he's uh, a, I didn't know he was from Quebec. Yeah, yeah. he's Canadian. Yeah. He's uh, widely best. regarded as the best of all time to yeah. ever do it. Yeah. Retired uh, at what's the top. His, what's his record? You I'd say he's it's got like two losses. Yeah, it's, it's like 20, 20 something and two. Oh, okay. Yeah. So how do we get to G- Sorry, you, you, the gym? Oh, so, so yeah. So when, when guys ask him at the gym uh, about, um, you know, um, being champion and, and getting all this wealth and whatever, he tells them, uh, honestly, he says. No, he's, they, they ask him how they can do that. Yeah, how right? they can do that. And he's mm-hmm. like, inside, I know that a lot of most of these guys won't be able to mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. So he's like, I tell them, hey, man, get a real job. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, like I did it fine. I was I was very lucky. There were certain stars that aligned and that's what made me successful. Yeah. Uh, but that doesn't mean that it's going to work out for you, too. And that that sounds really shitty and not motivational but it's very true yeah yeah so i've heard other i've heard um other very famous people say this too not in a way to put people down to be like don't chase your dream but in a way to be realistic like to be like you know know that this is not going to happen to everybody like i think it's still good to push push the message of keep trying chase your dream and all that stuff but like if it doesn't work out yeah you shouldn't be homeless on the street <laughs> yeah exactly right? i think in schools when they're taught you can do whatever you want it's the biggest lie yeah that kids are taught right yeah. you can do whatever you want just put your mind to it it's all bullshit you, obviously you can't you you're not gonna be able to dunk a basketball for example mm. right you're not gonna be the greatest mma fighter or you're not gonna head as head uh you're not gonna be the ceo of google mm. like it's you know most people aren't going to be but hold on but then if you but then the people who have the potential to be that, you like, yeah, yeah. there are people it's, it's who will be that. It's a terrible message to tell people, right? don't try. Yeah. No, I think that what you want to tell people is be optimize yourself. Yeah. Like, if upgrade. you... Upgrade. Upgrade. <laughs> if you can if, if you reach your genetic potential. Yeah. If you can, for example, like if you go into um, karate, for example, you're going to be better the hundredth day than you yeah, were the first day. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that the, doesn't mean that you're going to be a champion. Yeah. You'll probably get your ass kicked a lot, right? It's if you if you look at it, the races against yourself. Sure. Yeah. It's great. You should always. Do you that. should always be trying. I think that you can teach children as an yeah. absolute statement. Yeah. Maximize your potential. Yeah. Just work harder and harder and harder. And you're never going to beat Billy. Yeah, you're <laughs> never going to beat. Billy. You're never going to beat Billy. But you may beat Bob. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That one guy that you do beat, yes. you're yeah. going to be ecstatic about it. Right? Yeah. I beat somebody. Yeah. Now that guy's the loser. <laughs> <laughs> or Barbara. Barbara. Yeah. Could be Barbara. Could be Barbara. Could right? be, or you could go to the kindergartners. <laughs> <beat them>. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sandbag it first, lose the first race. And then when it comes to the finals, just fucking run right past them. <laughs> I learned I learned what that proper what that term means because last week. Oh well yeah, okay, yeah. 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 I don't, is that a sports term? I think so. Oh. I think so. Okay. Yep. I think we've been at this for a long time now. Yeah. It's getting late. Alrighty. Let's wrap up. Good convo today. Yeah. Yeah. All Thanks, right. Thanks guys.